If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. I like you just the way you are. You're braver than you believe, and stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Parenting is a sacrifice, it's exhausting, it's expensive, at times it feels thankless, but eventually you die. Welcome to the Kid Doc Good Job Being the Mom podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping mothers and fathers through supporting, enabling, and empowering them in their amazing role as parents. Well, here we are again with another podcast. This is fun, Dad. Super exciting. As is tradition, I'm going to start us off with a fun question. So where is your favorite place for recreation outside of Utah? Ooh, okay. So I, I think it would be two places, and that is Jackson Hole and especially Sun Valley. So, you know, we discovered Sun Valley as a family with skiing in uh, in January, but then we discovered Sun Valley in the summer. It's super fun too. Yeah, yeah. It's best of both worlds. I'm actually <laughs> visiting Jackson Hole this winter, and after spending a summer there, I haven't visited in the winter, so I'm excited to to ski it and enjoy it's, it in its other season. It's the biggest mountain we have around, and so the, the big, biggest big mountain skiing, so <laughs> yeah, ha- have fun. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, well, today we're talking about the two-year-old visit, which is a huge visit, and we often term it as terrible twos. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it really gets its name because personality has really become amplified right now, which leads to some pretty loud and demanding kids, but also some really fun kids as their personality comes out more. And you were a really great and fun two-year-old. <laughs> I think so. Um, what are the big ticket items for the two-year-old visit? Toilet training and discipline really take front stage a lot at this visit. Cool. Yeah, there seems to be a love-hate relationship with toilet training. Definitely. I think many new parents feel a lot of pressure to get toilet training going well, but it really is in large measure out of your control. And I think more experienced parents are more laid back about toilet training. I try to remind parents that they cannot control things about a child's mouth or their bottom. They can motivate and bribe, but the child really has the final say on eating and toilet training. And Toilet training should not be hard if it is and something's wrong. Yeah. So is this the right stage to start toilet training then? It is a great time to start and many kids are ready to go while others may still be a long way away. You know, maybe too much information, but you are great at two and your brothers are range from two and a half to three and a half. And so just big range for, for when kiddos are ready. Yeah. Is that gender specific as well? There's a little bit of that seeing that girls are a bit more mature at an earlier age in very broad strokes and boys is being so impulsive, just, can't stay still to go to the bathroom. They'd rather do other things and have have their FOMO and want to keep playing. So we see that a little bit. Yeah. So how can you tell that a children is ready to toilet train? I like to see two things in place. First is awareness of body functions when the child can acknowledge they're poopy or stinky and wet diapers. And the second thing is that they are not afraid of the toilet. Yeah. So are there any early obstacles to toilet training? Definitely constipation. We can talk more about constipation later, but if a child has bad experiences with stooling or using the toilet, then they definitely will avoid stooling as much as possible. And I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid that as much as you can. For sure. (laughs) No no discomfort needed. So when (laughs) is the best time to have your child on the toilet? 
I like to have them on the toilet at each time when they seem to normally be having wet or soiled diapers. The classic time is before baths. Kids always seem to pee in the bathtub. So <laughs> yeah, a great time is after eating because of the gastrocolic stomach intestine reflex where the stomach tells the intestines that new food is coming and to clear out the intestines to make room. So it's a good natural time to encourage stooling. Great. Are there any good references for toilet training? There are many good books like Toilet Training in a Day. There's tons of Sesame Street characters like Elmo. I think any <laughs> of them are, are helpful. So whatever you have, there's, there's no bad books about toilet training. Yeah, to make it fun. Yeah, I think knowledge is power. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there was like Cheerios involved in my toilet training. I don't know the specifics of that, but so maybe some bribery. <laughs> yes, there's all kinds of bribery. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, sweet. Let's move on to discipline. How do we help these more dynamic personality-driven kids to shape their behavior? I like the framing of that question about shaping their behavior. Kids are really trying to figure out what works for them. Their choices aren't about good or bad or right or wrong. They just want to know how they can get what they want. So if you can imagine that if somebody handed you a basketball and told you to figure out the game of basketball only by having consequences and fouls and no coaching. How difficult would that be? So life is so much more complicated than basketball. And yet kids are trying to figure out all of it without any instruction other than your consequences. Yeah. So how do we use consequences to shape choices? I put all behavior into three categories, either good, bad, or ignore. <laughs> how do we support good behavior? I try to acknowledge any good behavior, you know, they're playing quietly, sharing any kindness by giving hugs and complimenting their behavior. Most of us parent with a ratio of five to one negative to positive comments. We tend to put out fires a lot. So any change in the negative to positive ratio is helpful. I think this puts deposits in a good behavior bank from which you can make some withdrawals later on. And children really want to please you and for you to be happy with them. And this is how you can help them learn what makes you happy about their behavior. Yeah. And then how do we manage bad behavior? This is where we can use timeouts. One minute of time per timeout per year of age. This is best done in a designated space and not their room. So their room won't be viewed as a place of punishment. And I, I try not, not to have you spend time reasoning with them when they are in timeout. Just keep them there and talk about the behavior when their timeout is over. Some say these don't work for stubborn kids, but if applied consistently, I believe they work well. Um, I have to add a little comment from a kiddo one time said, my dad gives good spankings. Um, and, and I'm not a big fan of corporal punishment. And, and Amy and I have never spanked our children. I, I would find it really hard to teach kids to not hit one another when they have received some corporal punishment from me. So it's kind of hard to send this mixed message. So not not a big fan of, of uh, corporal type punishment. Yeah. And then what about tantrums and other hard behavior like that? So tantrums and other attention-getting behavior is just that. I recommend ignoring it and walking away. They are performing to get something. If you walk away, there's no audience and no performance. I remember a fun video of a child throwing a tantrum. Then the mother walks into another room. The child picks up his blanket and calmly walks into the next room and tantrums right in front of her again. <laughs> he wasn't going to tantrum for nobody, so he wanted to have right. an audience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That's no fun when there's no one to watch you freak out. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so is that simple? 
Yeah, most of the time it is that simple. Just be consistent and they will learn. They are looking for all the exceptions and the loopholes, probably like going to law school. So um, they're trying to figure out, well, mom and dad, give me what I want if I tantrum in public versus at home. When you give them a pass on bad behavior, the child is trying to figure out what the exception is. Am I good Am I good to hit somebody, hit somebody on Tuesday and take their toy? How about leap years? Um, they are smart and they're really learning quickly. So just be consistent with your consequences. It is that simple. Yeah, I've heard you talking about Super Nanny as a reference. Yes, I love Super Nanny. Her book is titled Super Nanny with the subtitle, How to Get the Best Out of Your Children. And not how to discipline them or make them obedient robots, but how to get the best out of them, how to shape them. Yeah. And you also recommend her TV series, is that right? Yes. She has a a two-season TV series that focuses on the principles taught in the book. I like this for a few reasons. Number one, you can identify a problem you want to fix where you can see the before, then the intervention, and have hope for an improved aftermath. Also, it can help your self-esteem because you can say, well, at least we're not as bad as the people on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I get, my mom has always said, I could be a worse mom. <laughs> yes, I could, yeah, it, it could be much worse and they're lucky to have you. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Well, are there ever times when behavior is just too much? Yeah, this is a serious question. And, and the answer is yes. I, I have great confidence in parents' abilities, but sometimes the child behavior is just too much, too over the top, too disruptive in spite of a parent's best efforts. And so when a behavior becomes overwhelming, I refer to counseling to get help. And I have several good resources that I use and I'm happy to share with parents. And and we can probably put that on web page information for this as well. So Great. And you like Dieter Uchtdorf's quote about the turbulent speed in regards to this. Yes. As a pilot, he shares some really great analogies for parents. Do, do you want to share what his advice is? Yeah, you bet. So here's his quote. What do you suppose pilots do when they encounter turbulence? A student pilot may think that increasing speed is a good strategy because it will get them through the turbulence faster. But that may be the wrong thing to do. Professional pilots understand that there is an optimum turbulence penetration speed that will minimize the negative effects of turbulence. And most of the time, that would mean to reduce your speed. The same principle applies also to speed bumps on a road. Therefore, it is good advice to slow down a little, study the course, and focus on the essentials when experiencing adverse conditions. Exactly. I encourage parents to slow down and let some things go. The handprints on the wall will go away soon enough. Do you remember Thomas Monson's advice about that? Yeah, here's his quote as well. If you are still in the process of raising children, be aware that the tiny fingerprints that show up on almost Every newly clean surface, the toys scattered about the house, the piles and piles of laundry to be tackled will disappear all too soon, and that you will, to your surprise, miss them profoundly. So true. This great advice from one of my favorite thought leaders. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about nap time? Aren't we seeing less naps from kids at this point? Naps do start to phase out sometime between two and three years of age. I would recommend now and forever to have a quiet time after lunch for about one hour where your child can be in their room and play or read, or if they need it, they can take a nap if they, they need it. Yeah, a little siesta. Yeah. Um, this is probably good for both kids and moms, huh? Most definitely. <laughs> I was thinking that today after lunch, this it would be the perfect time for a siesta. But siesta. I had to, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> had to learn about the First Amendment instead. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's probably good. Yeah. 
it was it was um maybe let's talk about screen time too Yes, we do liberalize screen time now. We talked about last time having no screen time before too, but we recommend no more than one to two hours daily. I would stay on the one hour side of this, but keep up with your reading from you or your spouse or from the older children to younger children. I always appreciated the reading you did for your younger brothers. You were a great big sister. Oh, thanks. And do any sleep items come out at this time? We do see some night terrors and nightmares emerge from this age on as they have more creative thoughts and um, you know more imagination coming out. I try to see if we can see any triggers for the nighttime awakenings and work on those. Even sometimes uh, they can be scared about the big purple dinosaur, Barney. You'd be surprised what things make them a little bit afraid. Mm-hmm. But this happens more as they get a little older. But I like to empower them with magic blankets to keep them safe and lightsabers to keep them you know empowered to, to fight off monsters. Yeah, we had lots of lightsabers at our house. So lots of empowering was happening. Yeah. It wasn't very PC to have drawers full of, of guns and lightsabers. And so. yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Yeah, we called it the weapon drawer, all the twin the, weapons. The Gr- weapons drawer. <laughs> yeah. um, and then how about speech development? I, I'm looking for kids to be putting together two word sentences. So keep working with them and reading to them. Great data shows that the more words they are exposed to from you, not the television or other sources, the better would be their language skills. So read out loud to them everything you read, if you can. Read Super Nanny out loud to them if you want. Everything you read to them, this makes a remarkable difference. Yeah. And then ask any last minute safety items. Keep up with the choke hazard safety, drowning safety, and then maybe adding in safety around your cars. Um, that, that's that's always a, um, an important item. And maybe a quick note about sunblock to be using this as they spend more time outside. Anything made for children is great as far as types of sunblock. And they should be using insect repellents that are labeled as family strength. So they have the lower amount of DEET in them and that's safe for kids. Yeah. I remember our high DEET melted the words on the big red truck yes melted the cruise control buttons and and volume (laughs) control you know on a on a trip to king's peak so yeah (laughs) but you needed the the insect repellent so yes i did probably a good (laughs) trade-off okay our next visit will be the three major visit so excited for that (laughs) okay another fun visit like this one thank you for joining us We look forward to getting together again next time. Kid Doc is available wherever you find your other favorite podcast. If you enjoyed what we shared with you today, be sure to like us and subscribe to help other listeners like you find us. On our website, we will add supporting materials and other helpful items from this and other podcasts. The opinions expressed in this podcast, while carefully considered, are ultimately the opinions of the presenters and not necessarily of our employers, or of any other organizations with which we are affiliated. And remember, the content of this podcast shouldn't be seen as a substitute for seeking actual personal medical care. If this is an emergency, hang up and dial 911. Otherwise, schedule a visit with a caring doctor to help with your concerns.